you know when you look at something that you've been working on for seven years yeah. and you're 27 so that's that's really impressive in many ways what are some of those things that happened to you that looking back you're like so this happened Whew, so many things i'm sure <laughs> no doubt. um one of the things that's come up for me is starting and building a business yeah it's almost like in a weird way um like confronting your inner child every day right wow. so, so so you know like you know maybe it was from when you're i don't know eight years old 10 12 right and when you had that first like sense of like insecurity or trauma or, or whatever it is and how it manifests in your adult yeah. life right? yes yes running an african startup is very different to running a startup anywhere else in the world there's the tech ogs guys who've done it for a while there's the new kids on the block there's the vcs impact investors, government stakeholders, and everybody else. It is a crazy show. And if you have been running a startup or know somebody who has, the one thing everybody has is war stories. My name is Tony Domo, and my African startup story is about those war stories. It's about trying to find the African inside the business, wherever the startup founder is from. It's about being able to stand up for what you believe in, to keep integrity at the forefront of what you're running, and try not to go crazy while you do it. So even as you listen, whether you're a startup founder or in any of these sectors I've mentioned, may you learn something, be inspired, maybe even start your own business. Welcome to my African startup story. Enjoy. Episode two with Audrey Cheng. She was talking about co-founders. Yeah, this is a tough one, especially when um, co-founders are breaking up and somebody has to take the business forward. Yeah, worth a conversation, this one. Yeah. Then tell you if you slide, you're, you're sliding. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. yeah. That's and tough. especially, like, I think when, when people actually come like and build a business together, when they know each other, I think they, they know each other's kind of quirks a little bit better. Yes, yes. But I think like Frank and I, we, we're both going like full steam ahead on trying to build Moringa. We, uh, you know, we, again, I think we're both like good people. Like, like, like we were trying trying our best, but yeah, we just didn't know each other, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I think like in in the midst of all that stress, we were still getting to know each other. How and, did that play out? Yeah, so, so I think in the beginning it was okay, mm -hmm. um, but I think over time we actually realized that, you know, both our vision for the company and also the way in which we worked was quite different. Mm -hmm. And so it got to a point in 2016, I think mm -hmm. early 2016, mm -hmm. when both of us were like, look, like, you know, what we're doing is really amazing and it'll keep growing, um, but it's clear that like, you know, we don't really know each other that well yeah. and, and also we just don't know how to work well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it, it got to a point where, where we were like, look, it's either like, you know, you, you take it forward or I take it forward. And at that point, Frank was also doing a lot of really cool work in like gaming um, nice. and game development. Yeah. And so he, he was like, look, like, like, you know, we have a good foundation. Like you take this forward and then I want to focus on my games. Cool. And, and so I think that's kind of how we. That's how we nice, though. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a, yeah. a nice decoupling. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I mean, granted, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was hard, right? Like, like, I think, yeah, like yeah, those times, it wasn't like, you know, like very like, like, peaceful and easy. But like, I think we like, you know, even like, you know, a year or so after that, we like caught up in it. And it was really kind of nice to just like be like, wow, nice. like we did this thing together yeah um and, and that we we still had so much respect for each other that's so. cool that's yeah, yeah i mean it's never gonna be yeah yeah just because it's good doesn't mean it's easy to get to good yeah it's gonna uh, take yeah, some time sure. and some effort uh, sure. okay so so you've passed that phase you've done what you've done with frank yeah. you've taken 2016 it's looking really nice 2019 has reached what's yeah. happening yeah, so maybe, maybe just move it back a little bit. So yeah. in 2016, we actually completely reshaped our model. And okay. so September 2016, we, we didn't run classes that whole entire month because mm -hmm. we, we actually we, we wanted to take all of our learnings from the past, um, I guess, like you know, 18, 18 months or so mm -hmm. um, and, and actually incorporate it into like a, a new version of Moringa School. And so we, we went from like a more lecture-based education model yeah. and moved it to more of a blended learning model. Okay. And so that actually allowed us to scale a lot faster, right? So it was really high quality. We were able to hire like strong teachers, but teachers that didn't have to be like the utmost experts 
experts in their field. Right. Um, and, and we were able to like build a model that was a lot more scalable. Cool, cool. And, and so was, think, was it yeah. project-based now at this point? Yes. Is it point got project-based? Yeah, I got yeah. some guys from you who yeah. I hired. And I realized that guys were yeah. very project-based learners. Mm. So they'd not learn in theory. They would learn by looking at what is around yeah. them and study from that and then build the thing you asked them to build. Yeah, 100%. Fantastic. Yeah. I enjoyed having those guys on my team. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. So you did that. And at this point, yeah. you're a full-fledged school now. Yeah. Moringa School is all over the place. Yeah. You're winning awards left and right. Mm. I think I saw you at Seed Stars. I'm not sure. I think mm. I, saw, I saw you. I saw you everywhere. At MIT <laughs> Solve. I think you got that as well. Yeah. Like you did quite a... So then, so now that people are getting to know you, see you and see the validation, mm. and you're still like 24. At least five at this point, no? Uh, yeah. 2016? Yeah. 25-ish, right? Yes. Sorry, I'm really... Yeah. Okay, so yeah. she, you're around, you're, you're in your mid-twenties. This is good. Yeah. No, I'm, 20? I'm 27 now. Okay, well then, that means you're younger. I was 22, 23. 23 yeah. at that point. Yeah. Cool, and you're doing all this great yeah. work with people coming to your school. Then, yeah. then what changes that between 27, 26? Once you do the change and the, and the scale yeah. starts, what changes? Yeah, so, so, so we started testing a lot of like, you know, we, ha we started getting a lot more people from around the world who are also asking us like, how do we do what we do to make it work? And how do we replicate it in other markets, yes. right? And so we had someone, um, even the World Bank asked us to, to run like a pilot in Pakistan. Okay. Like there was another bootcamp that was starting actually in Hong Kong that asked us to support one okay. in Ghana, okay. uh, one in Uganda too. And so at that point, you know, again, we, we, we were just testing, right? We we're like, okay, what is the most effective way for us to scale quality education, yes. right? Like how much do we centralize versus decentralize? Yes. And, and so, you know, we, we started to, to, to really kind of like, like see a lot of opportunities. We realized that, you know, licensing and franchising really wasn't going to work mm -hmm. uh, to really maintain our quality. And yeah. so we, we tried it. It didn't work, but all right, let, let's kind of like go back to, to the drawing board. Yeah. Um, but then 2019, we, we felt like we got to a place where we we're like, okay, like Moringa like, has a strong foundation. You know, we're, we're really ready to, to, to really grow and scale more. Okay. Right? And so that's when we raised our seed rounds. Mm -hmm. um, still took a long time. <laughs> you know, as, uh, yeah, it took, took a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Even so, with the strong financial basis that you had, yeah. you Because how much did you raise and what, what, were your, what was your target, how much you raised and how much time did you take? Yeah, so, so we, we raised a million because mm -hmm. we ended up um, also you know, closing with MasterCard at the same time. Mm -hmm. So we, we realized we didn't have to raise as much because okay. we had ma ma MasterCard money coming okay, in. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Um, yeah, this yeah, is the so Young Africa Works program. Yes. Yes, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you raised a million, launching. which is what you wanted? Yes, yes, that's they did. Yeah. And what was, the, what was the plan? To scale it to six countries, two countries, a country? What was the plan? Yeah, yeah. So, so the plan was for us to kind of, to, to again, like grow into other markets. So, you know, we, we moved into Rwanda. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we, we wanted to launch into other courses. So we launched a data science course. Okay. Um, and then in 2020, actually, the goal is for us to really start expanding to you know other markets yes. outside of Kenya. Yeah. But of course, COVID. COVID. <laughs> COVID. Come. Hello. Yeah. Everybody, go home and stay there. Yeah. Okay. But COVID helped at yeah. tech companies. Yeah. So I think COVID was really interesting for us because you know I think for us we're tech ed, but we weren't fully ed tech, mm -hmm. right? So we were an education company that was tech enabled. Uh, which really enabled us to like move online quickly, mm -hmm. right? But that being said, like everything we built was for an in-person education experience. That's true. And so we had to do a lot of rebuilding last year, right? So again, when the government shut down schools, mm -hmm. we had a week before we reopened uh, our program again and ran everything online. Right. So it was a lot of hustle, right? Yo, a lot of just like... A week? Yeah. How did you not sleep for seven days? <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. It, it was hectic, yeah. yeah. Super hectic, yeah. And so this means that everyone was on Zoom and then kids yeah. are coding, computers, yeah. internet connectivity at the house, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Did you, did you still get the 100% that you had in classrooms to get in class or did you drop like or did you end up finding yeah. that you lost like 20 percent 15 percent what happened yeah we, we did have some drop but honestly mm -hmm. not as much as i was expecting okay yeah what were I, you expecting i 
I just can't remember the exact percentage at that point. Yeah, but but I was definitely expecting more than what dropped. But okay. like we ended up actually getting the majority of our students came back and, nice. and and were learning with us online. Yeah. And even last year, as we were kind of rolling, you know, enrolling, enrolling, um, you know, we we ended up hitting you know most of our targets. Nice. We had to reset our targets like midway through the year because you know of course COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am here. Um, okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, but, but but it was just really amazing to see kind of students actually continue to access our education. Um, what was really interesting about last year too is that it felt like the the kind of like talent ecosystem, uh, like, and, and it felt like the world was flattening it, yeah. in a really positive way because mm -hmm. we started getting some graduates also applying for jobs outside of Kenya, and just and they were still based in Kenya, but then they were getting the jobs. Yeah, because now everybody's yeah. online. Exactly. So, so you just can't tell if like this person's in Germany or if they're in Kenya, right? Yeah. It's just like we're, it, everything's like more flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it so, actually, yeah, it COVID was, really was very cool good trend. for that. I think it Absolutely. really changed the way we look at work. Yeah. and what work means and it brought the future of work into our faces yeah and if you're not ready for it it's gonna hurt yeah 100%. okay so so what else happened in 2020 apart from that because i know you raise money talk about yeah. it mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah so i, I mean we, we yeah last year honestly was really just focused on uh fo you know focus on our product like really making sure we're building the right online education platform yeah, yeah, yeah. um i think last year honestly uh, you know for me personally you know i at that point have been running moringa for like six seven years mm -hmm. And I think for me, I was like, wow, like it, we've had a run, you know, like we've like, and we're continuing to grow as like feeling really good about the business. You know, I think we had a really good team. We had like, you know, a good runway, right? We had great investors and partners. And I was just at a point where I was like, look, like I, I, I can see that the Moringa will continue to keep growing. Um, but I did ask myself, am I the right person to drive Moringa like to the next level? Okay. Yeah. Why yeah. would you ask yourself that? People don't ask themselves that. People are like... <laughs> This is a this is a gravy train. This is going the right. And if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. No. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you ask yourself that? Honestly, I think it was a blend of um, for me questioning myself of like you know what energizes me, right? Mm. And yeah. what am I good at? Yeah. Right. And I really realized I'm like what what really energizes me and what I'm really good at is more of like the earlier stage, like underdog, you know, of like oh, this doesn't exist. Like I want to prove that it can exist, right? Mm -hmm. It was like the earlier stage work, and I really get a lot of joy from that. Yeah. And I realized that you know as our team was getting bigger, we were like over a hundred people. It was a different type of like leadership, right? Yeah. And and it I, becomes I was almost a corporate company now. A little bit more, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah processes, yeah. procedures, strategies, yeah. structures. Absolutely, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. a lot more systems, and it's really necessary for like that stage of growth. Yeah. And and I realized that we needed to only put in more and more of that over time. Yeah. And for for me, I was like, look, like I like what I'm really great at, and what I can continue to add value to Moringa with. I can still do from a board level, yeah. and, and so I at that point I was like, look, let me, you know, I was also. To be like fully honest, pretty burnt out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was waiting. I was waiting. I was going to be like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you not telling me the truth? <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, this is crazy. Yeah. This is seven years. It's like, whew. Like, no. I mean, you, even you, just the yeah. mental health alone. Yeah. Is a is a loss. Man. Yeah, and a lot of like the, the you know all of the the imposter syndrome, like the self doubt, a lot of the wondering. Rejection. Yeah. And then the conversation on on white funding versus black funding and yeah. all of that. It hit a lot of people very hard. hundred percent. People don't talk about it much because. Yeah. Uh, I, I have the privilege, but I don't want to say anything. But I do feel pain, yeah. and there's a thing. Yeah, there's, it's very hard conversation so to have. Two, two, yeah. two. Okay. But, I mean, frankly, even the reason I moved to Kenya in the first place, right? Because Savannah Plan was at the point like predominantly investing in local entrepreneurs. Yeah. And even the reason I started Moringa was so I was like, great, like we can build more great local talent, and and yes. they can again go and start amazing companies, yeah. right? So we have some alumni who are starting great companies. Nice. I'm like trying to support them. Nice. Um, and that's always been my thing, right? Yeah. It's like when I leave like my role, I want us to have like an African CEO. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I think that like, again, like to your point, right? That's always been really important and mm. something that, that we are looking for like yeah. as we move forward. Cool. So yeah. you decided the board position is where you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, where is that? Where are you on the transition to that right now? 
Yeah, so we, we found a really excellent um, uh, board chair. Um, and so he essentially is taking on like, a lot of my external relations, like fundraising work. Okay. Um, we have a really great internal team right now. And so like, we're still looking for a CEO for the next two to five years. Okay. Um, but right now the, the team, like you know, I have so much confidence in them and they're just going to you know, keep killing it. And okay, so cool. I think that, that's why I'm taking a step back. Okay, and, and this, what does this step back look like? Because I'm, I'm trying to imagine yeah. you taking I know you. <laughs> <laughs> back for Audrey's tough man That's a, I know. I'm like what is this what is this step back what is this? do you go once a week do you not go at all do you check mail like what's the step back yeah so, so uh, until end of this month I'm still checking my mail like like more frequently just just like for like you know handover stuff but yeah. um you know I think for me I I've been really kind of getting into like side projects right so like other right. things I'm working on like a, yeah, yeah, a woman's like uh-huh. you know a venture debt fund right okay. so starting to invest in locally led female-led businesses okay. um you know like, so, like starting to put some of my, my own money towards that too okay, okay. um you know so, starting to think about like other kind of interesting problems to solve like mm-hmm. you know looking at other markets too just like just generally kind of moving into what i'm calling like a, a discovery year right so a learning a learning and discovery year because mm-hmm. i think for the last seven years i've been so focused on creating right so like building 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 right and like heads down like on one thing like like one massive problem right but i think now i'm re- really ready to like take a step back again right and like learn about what's happening in the world right um and so i think for this for this next like you know six to 12 months or so i think i i want to spend time just like learning from great people right. just like you know and, and not yeah and are you africa focused in this way or are you globally I think so, focused? Yeah. Africa yeah. Focused in yeah. This way? yeah yeah that's cool for sure and you found is this home yeah i think so you know i i think uh it, it's interesting because um, so my partner, mm-hmm. he uh, he's actually moving to Mozambique this year for work. That's terrible. Yep. <laughs> That's not helpful. It gets you to not work though, because you'd be a little bit farther away from. I'm sure you fly back every every weekend. No, no. <laughs> so so how's that? How's that? Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, honestly, I think. Um, so I mean, I have, like my heart is so much in Kenya. I think I have so much more to do here. Um, but I think like also as part of my like step back, like I think it's really hard to step back when I'm in Kenya because like mm. there's. I, I just like know people here. There's like a lot of like exciting things you to do. You find good friends. <laughs> yeah. This is good because I, I was kind of concerned. Oh, my heart was good. I was, I, I was yeah, I, I found some friends. You, you found know? some friends. <laughs> this is good. good. Excellent. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. So so the step the Mozambique thing might yeah. be a step back for you. But. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so I think I, I want to spend some time. I can just like also learning about a different market. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, like I, I want to continue to keep supporting companies in Kenya and, and keep like working in the space. But okay. I, I think the step back will be good for me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's. When you're when you when you when you look at something that you've been working on for seven years yeah. and you're 27, so that's that's really impressive in many ways. But when you look at something you've been working on for so long, there's those things you know that you went through when you're in it. But when you come out there, those things you know you went through that you didn't know you're going through while you were, you know, while you were inside it. Yeah. What are some of those things that happened to you that you di- you know, looking back, you're like, Phew, so this happened. What what were some of those realizations, revelations? What what was that by? What happened? So many things. I'm sure. <laughs> no doubt. Um, to, to be honest, you know, I, I'm actually starting to spend a lot more time writing because yeah. I it, it's like my kind of my medium to help me process and help me like think through like what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I think like hopefully over the next couple months I'll have more to say about this. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the things that's come up for me is, you know, I think st- starting and building a business, yeah. it's almost like in a weird way, um, like confronting your inner child every day right wow. so, so so you know like for, for me you know I've, I've gone to therapy and, and in therapy you talk a lot about this like inner child that's inside of you that you know maybe it was from when you're I don't know eight years old 10 12 right and when you had that first like sense of like insecurity or trauma or, or whatever it is and how it manifests in your adult yeah. life yes. right? yes and, and so I think what was really interesting is um, I think over the last couple of years I learned that like as a child because of the way I grew up mm-hmm. 
um, I almost needed to become like overly responsible, like, mm-hmm. like to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think what what I my, what I mean by that is like my family was always like. Like, you know, to an extent falling apart, asking me to like hold things together. And so I was used to playing that role in my family, wow. right? And so I think like in running a business, like I think it was it was good for for a while, right? In terms of me like being like, okay, like like no one worry, like I'll I'll, t- I'll take on the burden, I'll take on the stress, right? Um, and so I think that, that was good for a couple of years. But I think when the team got to a big enough size, I actually, it, it was a transition for me to learn. Like, actually, I can I can trust, right? I, I don't need to be overly responsible. The people around me are amazing. They're extremely talented, right? I can learn a lot from them. And learning how to, like, let go, right? I, I think that was a huge kind of um, lesson I had to learn myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, you know, I, I was used to just, like, other people, like, like not needing to be as stressed as me and yeah. me taking care of everything. Yeah, yeah. I think the other big, big, big lesson, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, and I'm just saying go this because I was like thinking about this even this morning is, um, is this idea of speed, right? So like, because I think in startup, like we think about speed as in like, we have to be running sprints all the time, right? Go, 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 right? Like, like, and never stop. Yes. And I think, I call you know, it the running man syndrome or running woman syndrome. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, just, just completely RMS. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and I think for, for me, that was always my mentality for so many years. Mm-hmm. Is like, I have to keep sacrificing, keep like, you know, like working super hard, long nights, etc. And I actually realized that I'm like, you know, it's true what people say about it being a marathon. But I actually realized that also slowing down itself um, there, there, there's so much to be learned in moments where we actually make ourselves slow down. Right? Mm-hmm. So even if the speed of the company is like fast, right? For us as, as entrepreneurs, learning to slow down, we can actually like, like glean a lot more insights from mm-hmm. like letting the, the dust settle and, and seeing what's around us than, than just going full steam ahead. Wow. And so I think that that's something big I've learned too is like, you know, learning when to slow down versus when to speed up. Yeah. You represent two, two groups of people that have had a very hard time when it came to startups and, mm. and technology. Yeah. Women. Yeah. That's big. And you talked about, and I, and I heard you, um, the imposter syndrome and all yeah. of the Asian yeah. women. Who, by the way, right now are really screaming about what's been going on in the States with yeah. Donald Trump being who he is. Yeah. Um, you talked to me about how that was like being in Kenya as an Asian woman, because we're all kind of used to-ish yeah. to uh, Caucasian women doing yeah. stuff on the continent. But Asian women doing stuff, you're rare. There's not very many of you. How, how was that like? Yeah, to be honest, I didn't think about it so much until we started to like fundraise. Um, and, and I think, you know, what I realized is that actually, even like through like due diligence processes and like what people were asking us for, it was like really, really lengthy, you know? Mm. And, and at some point I started asking my like my male, you know, counterparts. So I was like, hey, like, you know, like what do people ask you to do in due, in due, due, due diligence, right? Is it yeah. like these like 30 page like papers? Is it like, it's like, you know, mass amounts of information that like for me, I was surprised because on the investor side, I never asked entrepreneurs for that much information, right? And, and, and so I think um, that's when I started to, to click is like, you know, like, are they more risk averse? Is it who I am? You know, like, like what what is the challenge? Right. Um, I mean, frankly, even like on the Asian side, like growing up in the US, yeah. um, I didn't really feel like I belonged much. You know, right. I, I think, you know, people, of course, like, you know, racism against African-Americans is like systemic. It's like massive, massive issue. Um, but I think I, as an Asian-American too, I, I remember there were times in which I would like drive somewhere. And this is in like, you know, rural parts of America. It's like not lower rural parts, but I would even see like whites only signs. Right. Right. And this was like me in the 90s growing up. Right. Yeah. And I, I think I, I just remember seeing that and being like, wow, like I don't belong in this country, you know? And I think um, in a lot of ways, I think that's kind of 
helped me build a lot more empathy, right, for yeah. like other kind of groups, like other like people of color, or like you know just realizing that like I don't come from a place of like massive privilege, right? Like I I recognize the hustle. Like I when I see Kenyan entrepreneurs hustling, doing like five things, you know, sometimes like investors are like like why are they unfocused? I'm like I get that, you know, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. get why you need to hustle <laughs> because you need to make money, right? Like, like you need to, you know, like, like you have to like think from that perspective of like I can't I can't assume that I can raise money. I have to just like serve my my customers like the best that I can. Yeah. Like, that that's my number one focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think like because of that, like because of both like the Asian side and the female side, I actually kind of use the disadvantages like to our advantage, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, look, like, you know, like yes, it's hard. I, I'm not going to change the system right now. But like, what the only thing I can do in my control and my power is like build like the best education possible that students are willing to pay for, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that will speak for itself. Yeah. And I kept pushing and kept pushing until finally in 2019 we were able to you know close around. And I think that was a really big year for yeah, us. And that was yeah, and that's 9.5 M, I think. 9.5 million dollars. Uh, with Mastercard, with Mastercard? around, yeah. Around. And then, do you have yeah. any more investors who are coming to put more money about that? Uh, potentially, yeah. Potentially, yeah. nice. Yeah. So, yeah. what are you looking? What's the what's the then what's the plan? What's the big plan? What's the, I mean, $10 million is a ton of money. What's the plan and how long is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, are you going to be yeah. like open an ALA in Mauritius and be like, uh, no, 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 no. All right. I was going to say my children. Okay. I, uh -huh. would, I would love to live in Mauritius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Okay. So what's the plan? Yeah, so I, I mean, uh, number one plan is to find an incredible CEO. Okay. We are still looking. Yeah. Um, I think that person's out there, and we are still looking. Yes, um, job applications, yeah. please go to moringa.org. <laughs> yeah, moringaschool.com. Yeah, moringaschool.com, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, no, but seriously, like, we're looking for a really incredible CEO, because I think, you know, our, our vision is still to train 200,000 knowledge workers yeah. um, through market-driven education in emerging markets by 2030, right? So it's still a big goal. I, I think we can 200, get there. 200,000? 200,000. That's a lot of people. <laughs> I know. That's a lot of but people. But we, we need that to happen, right? Yeah. With like the youth population, with like, you know, the amount 30 of million growth. working class uh, young people yeah. are unemployed in this country. Yeah. Already, right? That's yeah. a ridiculous number. Yeah. We need to move into other products and other courses and other geographies. Like, you know, I think that's that's really like what we want to do. Yeah. And so I think number one thing, uh, number one priority for us right now is finding Big like CEO, the... Right. Yeah. And then start figuring out how you're going to get the other countries yeah. to work and all of them. Yeah. So so I've asked you what's next. I've asked you what, what was the biggest thing. I've asked you, like, what's your, if you, like, you know, so, so say, um, say, I'm trying to say this in a non-dark way. Like, give me a hand, man. How do you say this in a non-dark? How do you say, if you died today in a very non-dark way? <laughs> say it. <laughs> I, I think of death all the time. Okay, you think of death all the time? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Death all the time? okay. Yeah. Uh, so if this was your last day on this lovely earth, um, and what would your own story of yourself be? What would, like, if, what would you like people to say about you when you leave? What do you feel like you want us to leave behind? Yeah. Mm. Whew. That's a tough one. I am. Yeah, it takes some time. It's, it's a tough one. Um, I think the phrase that comes to mind, like just as you were saying that, um, the something that my, my mom used to tell me a lot growing up is, uh, you know, and, and she would say this in like Taiwanese, but like you know, she would say like you have to learn how to be a person, like be a human. You have to learn how to be a human. Yeah. Say it in Taiwanese for me. Well, so it, I guess in, in, in Mandarin it would be like like ni shao dong Like zuolen means like like just like just like be be human, you be know. Human. And I think for for me that that's always stuck with me because um, you know I think especially 
in how quickly the world is changing. Like we're all like trying to like be more efficient, like optimize our lives, right? Like just like, you know, be a lot more effective, like whatever it is, right? Scale and whatever, prestige, whatever. I, I think at the end of the day, what's most important is for us to, and my mom would always say, it's like for us to learn, know how to be good people, right? Yeah. And I think, um, like if, if I've achieved any kind of like percentage of that, right? If people think, you know, the way that I treated them or, um, if if people thought like I really cared about them right and things like that, I think that probably matters more to me in those like individual micro relationships than than, than like the big picture because the big picture matters, right? Like, I run into Moringa alumni like all around Nairobi. Like mm -hmm. I always catch up with them, like see yeah. what they're up to, and mm -hmm. I think it, I just like I just feel so proud of them, you know. And I think it's it's yes we have these big dreams of, like two hundred thousand, but for me it's really the in individuals within the, the two hundred thousand, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think I I just like hope people know that like whatever we've done we've done for our students, right? Yeah. Like. It's always been for like how do we make sure that people feel like they have people who believe in them, right? Like that they're not alone, right? That that there's people who who see their potential. They're like, look, you know, like, like just push yourself like through this extremely hard, yeah. you know, program like whatever this is, and then you're gonna come out like a much better version of yourself, and you'll love yourself even more, right? You'll be confident. You'll be, you know, I think it's just that 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 transform that transformative nature. I think yeah. of the work that we do. I hope I continue to keep doing that throughout my life. So. This is why your mom's a nun. <laughs> yeah. And I see it's the true. blood vibes. I see the connections. Audrey, thank you for coming. Thanks for inviting me. It's I really appreciate it. That was, that was sweet. I loved it. I don't know about the rest of you, but I loved it. <laughs> it's so good. And um, good luck on your rest. Actually, do take a break. Thank I you. Think. You've definitely, for a 27 year old, you've done some big things. You're like the headmistress now <laughs> of, of some of the best employed people. Um, mm -hmm. So, big shout out to you. Congratulations on what you've done. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you around town. Absolutely. Woo! <laughs> you moved this interview like nine times. You know I know. Guy? I'm so I sorry. I don't know. I was like, oh my God. Oh, that was so good. That was so much fun. Thanks, sorry for showing up. It was so nice to have you. Wasn't this the coolest interview? I really like this part, especially. Like, 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 you like, 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 like